Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fishing action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bow and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. Mm. Bugs are about the only thing that'll kick me off the river. And lightning. Yeah. yeah. Those are the two things. Cold, I'll deal with it. I hate it. But yeah. never been too hot to leave the river in my life. And, and yeah. I think that's about it. We were yeah. discussing that earlier that we're so glad that you got a bimmy top on your boat oh yeah because that was a non-negotiable yes and that's the requirement that's the beefcake one that hopefully will last forever and then it's easy to put up and down you know and it's not like laying there in the way you can have it propped up out of the way and it's never a big deal all right i have my cup of coffee i'm ready to start said podcast (laughs) my cup of coffee i'm on the third jumbo cup of coffee. So if I sound jittery, that's why. And it's weird that we're doing a podcast in the morning and I'm drinking coffee and not beer. We sh- we should just yeah. like open cans randomly so it feels like a river certified podcast. Right. <laughs> just for the clink. Yeah. We're going to be spending the night on the river. And there's some essentials that go along with that. And everybody has their different essentials. We were just talking about bug spray and thermocells and all that stuff but i'd say my number one most essential thing to take on the river is without a doubt a roll of tp <laughs> absolutely <laughs> nothing can ruin your morning worse <laughs> you your, uh, your three pit stops every single I, morning every morning takes me three times clear out <laughs> <laughs> then i'm usually good to go it just amazes me you have time for that do you wake up like an hour and a half early every day no i usually about as soon as I wake up, and then by the time it takes me about a half hour, get ready, get everything together. By the time I get to the shop, then it's time to go again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, and I, I say the shop, and it's I literally live a block and a half away from my, you. Do it's kind of sweet. Work. It's pretty sweet. I've been talking about poop too much. I just edited a video, and I said poop in the video at least six times. So I think we need to uh, turn this conversation around. We're here with uh, Josh and Ashley. And I mean, boo. Sorry. Boo Sorry. Boo-berto. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to call you boo-berto. 
right, if you're out on the water for an extended period of time, like what's a must have? I know your extended period of time on the water is like two and a half hours. Yeah, I was going to say night crawlers. I mean, I don't need anything to survive, but as long as I got them, I can catch carp and drum fish, you know? To survive on? Survive yeah. on carp and I drum mean, fish? I mean, if I get hungry. Have you ever yeah. eaten a carp? Uh, I've ate a silver carp. I'm, I'm talking a common. I don't think so. I've never tried mm-hmm. myself, no. But I think I've been to a restaurant that serves them. There's restaurants that serve them. There, there is somewhere in Nebraska. There's a prized position. That's their thing is they cook carp. I want to try. It's by the called. sail barn somewhere or yeah, something. It's right on the, the river. stockyard or something. I've, I've heard about it. I was recommended. No, I want to try it just because I don't want to be the person who, you know. Hasn't tried it? Well, most people haven't tried he's, it. He's a like, follower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, everyone... Growing up, everyone was like, oh, carp tastes bad. You know, you, you throw it on a piece of pine board and smoke it, and then you eat the pine board or some crap like that. <laughs> I mean, that sounds better to me. Have you seen the meat? It's like Yeah, I, every time I red. use them for bait. Yeah. But, I mean, salmon's red. and people, A different kind of red. Yeah, it, it's like it a is. poopy it is. <laughs> It's like I've it's literally like sucked all the junk off every limb in this river. And that's what they do. That's what they do. But the the silver carp and big head carp, they're really good. They're just bony. You got to pick around the bones. But yeah, it was white meat. It was pretty decent for the silver. But I pulled it out of a puddle next to a field that that's where was they questionable. Live. <laughs> so I just I ate a couple bites and threw the rest away. I was like I was like, hey, this ain't bad. Still don't want to eat it. Still like, don't want to glow in the dark. No, <laughs> you can taste the nitrates in that yeah. one. <laughs> All right, so you two want to introduce yourselves, talk about yourselves a little bit. I'm Ashley. This is Josh. <laughs> oh, yeah. We go fishing every once in a while. <laughs> is that good enough? I mean, it's whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, I have a YouTube channel, Pig Patrol TV, and yours is Buberto, right? <laughs> Buberto, Buberto TV. TV yeah. <laughs> no, ours is Angler Ash, and yeah, we fish Midwest, too. Never really go to Iowa. Spencer comes and sees us once in a while for some reason. <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> but yeah, Bank River today. Most of the time when you come, we fish little puddles. But and that's what I expected. And then you kind of threw me a curveball when you said we we're going to hit the big water. Yeah, the the smaller spots haven't been very good. Yeah, no. this year for the creeks in town have not been as productive for me anyway. And we got to bring Spencer's new boat, is what I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. yeah, well, it's I, in my driveway, so I think it's my boat right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, however you want to justify yeah. it, it's whatever. I'm going to go out there and take a selfie with it and be like, new boat! You should. <laughs> Make a whole video you about should. it, talking yeah. about it. Look at my boat! And it's you drive awesome. away. <laughs> Never mind, see ya. That would be actually entertaining. It would. It crossed my mind. No. Ashley, your YouTube channel name makes me think of uh, Pokemon every time. Yeah. Because Ash Ketchum. Ketchum. Yeah. Ketchum all. I, I don't know what that is. I know you don't know. <laughs> Pokemans. Pokemans. Are you going to start incorporating that into your videos? Probably not. It's trademarked by BJ. Yeah. He's got the Pokemon thing going on. Yep. How come you don't have any catchy taglines like that, Josh? Not creative enough. Doesn't yeah. need a small brain. <laughs> <Doesn't need him. laughs> that'll that'll be going out. quite well without one. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Yeah. 
You've got your stash bag thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, I say random things. You have your thing. Yeah. Are you ever going to shave the mustache? Not all the way. She needs to trim it. I'm eating it right now, but... She? You can't trim your own mustache? She she does the whole thing. She, she gives she, me a haircut at the same time, and yeah. And then he stares into my soul while I do it, so <laughs> if I mess up, it's, yeah, it's not good. But there's a system in place. Yeah. I mean, you don't mess with a system. No, yeah. that's fair. I feel like there would be a pretty good April, like, fool's prank that could go along with, like, shaving half of his mustache. <laughs> Give him zebra scratch. I'd be devastated. It took a long time to get here. It took a long time to come back. A lot of awkward stages in between. Not saying this one's not awkward, but there's some worse ones. (laughs) When we met, you didn't have it. No. So. At what point in you two knowing each other did the mustache emerge? Your dad's got a mustache, doesn't he? Yep. I'm just trying to make him proud. Has he always had one? (laughs) Yeah, for 50 years, probably. He's the inspiration, for sure. That's solid. My dad can't grow a beard, which is weird, because I can grow a full beard. And also, my beard is red, and he he does not have red hair. (laughs) He says, I'm the milkman's baby, and I'm like, you're probably right. (laughs) No, but what what brought the mustache about? I don't know. I just left it alone for a while, and shaved it off a couple times after that and then one time i just let it stay forever and here it is now it's a thing yeah when i look at <laughs> pictures of me without a mustache i just look 12 and even weirder than i do now so it just stays. a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so back to the fishing okay <laughs> what fishing have you been doing lately um not a lot of flathead fishing. You'd be disappointed in me this year i'm always disappointed in you so that's <laughs> well even more so than normal <laughs> Why? Why haven't you been flyhead fishing? I don't know. I, I've been attempting. It just hasn't been going as well. And I've caught a decent amount of them. I've caught like 10 or maybe a little more, but none of them have been very big. Gotcha. I just realized I slurped coffee right in the microphone, so sorry for that. Get used to it, guys. It's going to happen. No, the coffee will cool <laughs> off and it'll be fine. That's but, my technique. But then you say last night that your one of your favorite spots to go to had to kill off and... Yep. Yeah, we there was a place that we were catching them pretty regularly last year. Thirty pounders, twenty pounders. It was amazing. Maybe a forty pounder, and there was about sixty of them. I would imagine, maybe more, and at least twenty nine of them died because that's how many I found. But there could have been more. It was like a natural pay lake. That's what pretty I imagine. Much. Yeah, you, you could drive right to it. And yeah, you'd catch them on weird stuff, and yeah, like they preferred cut bait. That was weird. Yep, they wouldn't eat live bait. And it was the time of year, too. I mean... I'm sure they... I catch them on cut bait in the lake pretty spawn, too, but... Right. No, I, and I think cut bait for flyheads, like, under underappreciated. Yep. Um, Definitely overlooked. Over, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm thinking. But yeah. this year, 40%, like, go back through my notes, 40% of flatheads I've caught have been on cut bait. And some big ones, too. Yeah. Isn't it, like, more of a post-spawn thing when they'll only do the live bait? No, or later um, in the season. The the trend that I've seen, and I have no idea why, is pre-spawn for cut bait. The big chunks, like hand-sized bluegills with their tails snipped off, pre-spawn seem to do better. And then post-spawn, uh, if I get them on cut bait, it's like small pieces, little tiny ones. Yeah, yeah, like my biggest one last year was on a piece of cut bait, literally the size of my thumb. Which I guess that that to me is a small chunk i don't know yeah it's all matter perspective <laughs> yeah. depends how you look at it yeah. yeah all right so 
Well, let's go back to the uh, necessities other than TP. Yeah. We we just kind of skipped over that one. Well, you didn't weigh in. Well, I, it wasn't my turn yet. It's your turn you now. just moved on. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be on your toes. No, I think, you know, for me, glow sticks is a must. Because when I'm laying there and I hear my clicker go off and I want to see which of my three rods from when we fish in Iowa anyway. And it, I don't know, it's just kind of a confidence thing because you see that into that pole yanking. And it's actually come in, come in handy a few times that we had some decent fish that didn't pull the clicker. but you This year see, especially. You could see your rod loading up with it. So I'm a big advocate of of kids' glow sticks. Like, <laughs> I order them online by the 100, and it's pretty fun. I but, used to get them at Dollar Tree for like... 12 pack for a buck yeah that was sweet a lot of those aren't very bright though god you're fancy i like them vibrant (laughs) (laughs) like seeing from a mile away that's right but no a good cot you know sleeping pad you want to be comfortable out there it just makes time a little more enjoyable the cot you use is sweet for 50 bucks well actually your cot you have now sucks it does my i like my old cot a lot better but i destroyed it on one of our trips so i went to walmart and bought the only one they had and it works but it's not great they have the new ones back now what's the longest you fish this year what do you mean like the longest duration from exiting your house to returning to your house well if you had asked me three weeks ago it would have been four hours five hours but i've been doing 14 hour days Putting in the fourteen-hour days, yeah. <laughs> actually working. You have a hard job. Yeah, I, I got so tough. <laughs> Go on a trip for like three days and yep, two night, two day trips and fish from six a.m. to nine p.m. and then do it all over again the next day. And then I've been not fishing for like a week in between, just sitting behind my computer, just editing away. Yep. How about you, Ashley? Um, not I mean, Booberto. six hour trips eight hour trips nothing like too crazy well you don't have don't feel like you have to you know i'm not that be on the water forever to be cool i'm just curious (laughs) sometimes i just make a day out of it if i don't have to work or whatever right and we got the kid too so it makes it harder we have to kind of switch off a little bit yeah we still go fishing together every once in a while but right now lately it seems like I'm with the kid and she goes or vice versa. That's real life stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I can't think of a segue, so we're just going to go into it. When? Well, when's the last time you kayak fished? Uh, I have not this year. You haven't this year? Mm-mm. I have a couple times. Yeah. What's a must-have for your kayak? We've been on the subject of must-haves. Hmm. Don't necessarily need a net. Uh, it's helpful though. Yeah, definitely need the paddle in case it's super windy. Oh yeah, because no. you have a pedal kayak. Yeah. Yeah. What do you use the pa- the paddle for if you have a pedal kayak? When if it's you get windy? stuck in the trees or you can't, mine doesn't have a reverse action, so you just have to like push away from the shore or whatever. Oh, that makes sense. Like, and if you get super I mean, shallow, those little things stick down at least a foot, so. Maybe a little more, so if you get too shallow, you have to pull those out and paddle. Gotcha. Yeah. I've never been 
fancy enough to have a pedal kayak. Actually, that's a lie. In our area, they wouldn't work for it. I I got the the deal on the new canoe where you put the prop on the back, and I tried that. But <laughs> you broke it like the second day or something. Didn't no, you? that's that motor. Yeah, I I got the, had the pedal uh, deal on oh. on there, hoping that it would be easier than paddling, and it wasn't. So yeah. like this is just a bunch more weight. One more thing to mess with when I'm trying to get on the water, I'll just paddle. One more thing to break. Yeah, I don't mind breaking things. <laughs> kind of good at it. Yeah, kinda, <laughs> it's one of my strong suits. <laughs> the only thing that I hate breaking, I hate breaking more than anything, is boat motors. Which oh, yeah. I've been really good at breaking them in a variety of ways. And my hope is with the jet that I will stay above the rocks and the logs and all that stuff. But in reality, it probably won't. <laughs> I, I have faith you'll still find a way. Oh, okay. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I stick with what I'm good at, and I'm, yeah, I'm good yeah. at breaking things. So. Yeah. Durability testing, we call it. Yeah. Brian, <laughs> what's your must-haves on the kayak? Uh, if it's new, water, a, a fish finder is definitely useful. Um, is it a must-have? It's not a must-have, but it's it's useful. You need to channel sure. in your hardened river rat well, instincts and just read the water. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a lot easier when all you got to do is look down. <laughs> in the waters, we, we your fish. Your finger in the air, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can smell them. Yeah. Like, yeah. And even waters that you know, to find that exact drop-off point or that shelf, it's nice. I read the current. I know. I don't need a fish finder. Well, I'm on the same level as you because I do have a fish finder and I read it. So No, I don't need it. <laughs> I'm on a level above you, really. Oh, yeah. I've used my fish finder in my kayak three times this year. Well, I use it every time. So See, I'm not soft <laughs> like you are. I don't need those things. A comfy seat. Yeah, I, oh, that's, yeah. that's the number Very one for important. me. Especially long trips. I mean, the more you enjoy the trip, the longer you're going to stay out there and the more fish you're going to catch. So. Well, sunscreen, too, so you don't burn your legs to crisp. Yeah, the yeah. shin burns are the worst. True. Yeah. You know what's weird is my legs don't burn that much. Like Probably because you've abused them. <laughs> that's what I think. They're like, <laughs> used to it. They're like, oh, this asshole. We're out the sun. If I take my shirt off... I fry and it's painful, but my legs don't really burn. Yeah. Well, you don't really wear pants in the summertime. Just run around naked. Yeah. <laughs> if I if I That's get away with it, I would. Again. Yeah. I'm kind of anti clothes in the most most parts. Just not in Josh and Ashley's house. Well, <laughs> well he's not wearing anything now. They can't yeah. see. <laughs> That's why podcasts are a lot better for me than video. <laughs> Because nobody wants to see that. Ella joked about that when we did the the online one. We did a, a virtual power or PowerPoint podcast before, and the audio sucked. So we're redoing it now in person at Josh and Ashley's house. But Ella was joking beforehand. She's like, "You could just sit there, and not have pants on, and they would never know." <laughs> like, yeah, except Ryan's going to be right by me, so I probably <laughs> should do that. <laughs> That's the real reason why the online ones didn't work out. I'm like, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, as far as uh, kayak must-haves, you kind of, you got any more? A good rod holder. You know, something that's going to... Gosh, that was one I was going to say. Well, once again, I'm above you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but something that's going to hold up to a big takedown or, you know, especially blue catfishing. Do you think metal ones are a requirement? No, I don't have metal ones on my kayak because the kayak gives. Right. That, that, you don't even have fancy ones. Well, they're 
good ones. Well, they work. I mean, all they, they got to do well. is not break. Yeah. You don't have like the fancy, um, I don't even know what the kayak. I think mine are Berkeley, I think. Yeah. But I like them because you can just pick the rod straight up. You yeah. don't have to take it out of a holder. It's Push literally, it yeah, it's like a heavy gauge wire that's bent and you just set your rod in it and then pull it right out. So. I actually thought well. about getting those, but uh, that would require spending money, and I already have rod holders that'll work, so I'm just <laughs> going to stick with them. Mine are built into the kayak, so. Yeah, the Hobies yeah. have those ones on the side, but they're kind of, I don't know. They work. They but... just stick out sideways a little too far. Yeah. They're the, the flush mount ones, right? They're just inside of it. Yeah. 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 And then they got a cap, and it sits flush. No I... cap, it's just a hole. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That'd be nice in some instances, but it's not adjustable. That's what would drive me nuts. Like, not adjustable yeah. at all. You can't lower them at all. They're always just like basically Hitting vertical. the trees and all yeah. kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the last time she went to kayak fishing. <laughs> yeah. Would care to elaborate? Were you stuck in a tree? I'll let I you tell the story and I'll finish the story. <laughs> I had two poles and then I didn't have two poles. <laughs> what was the one pole that you didn't have anymore? Josh's favorite, of course. The Stratic and... Did it go swimming? It uh, and it just got caught in the trees, just nice and smooth. Didn't even notice. Left the area, and I was like, "Oh crap, it's gone." <laughs> Basically, she came home and she was like, "She didn't tell me earlier. Like it happened <laughs> earlier in the day." And she came home. She was like, "Hey, by the way, um, your Stratic is at the bottom of the lake, and Stratics are kind of hard to get right now." So. That was also part of it, but he I was upset. I wasn't exactly thrilled because my first question was, "Did you try to catch it or get it back?" And what did you say? Hey, I was in a tournament. Okay, <laughs> for like <laughs> big money. That's the problem. That yeah. combo is worth more than grand prize at the tournament. Well, yeah. But, but the, anyway, but the prestige of winning the tournament is more important. Did you win that tournament? <laughs> panic. No. <laughs> But anyway, she came home, and luckily she was recording, and basically we found the clip that she caught a fish, or she went up like close to a tree, close enough that the rod could get stuck in it, and she looked back, and the rod was there, and then she looked forward for a little bit, and then she looked back, and the rod was still there, but it wasn't in the pole holder, it was hanging from a tree. It was like <laughs> and a then she ghost was... move, just like... Yeah. <laughs> and then she looked forward again, and then looked back, and then the rod wasn't in the tree anymore. So you had but a then, place to go look. Yep. Yeah, no. Then I called Jordan, and Jordan came and picked me up. And if you don't know who Jordan is, he's ice fished with me and Spencer a couple times. Has a YouTube channel, Good Life Outdoorsman, and called him. And I was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He's like, "I don't know, sitting around." I was like, "You want to help me get my rod back?" So he also was at the tournament. So. He was also at the <laughs> tournament, and I think he wanted to nap instead. But shout out to Jordan for helping out. But <laughs> Thanks, we <Jordan>. went back, <laughs> and I just. I, t- I had a whopper plopper tied on, which is a top water, so it shouldn't have worked, but it has trebles on it and just drug it around on the bottom and got it within 30 seconds or a minute. Nice. There was that nasty green water. You couldn't see a thing. Yeah, it wasn't as pretty as it once was, but it still works. So it has a happy happy ending. You got it back. I got it back. Oh, good. But and he's, in he's the process of it being gone, I ordered two more Stratics online that we don't have pulls for. <laughs> and they're just sitting around. <laughs> I noticed the, the box. Yeah, I haven't even opened that one. And then there's another one in my truck. But yeah. So everybody's happy now? Now you're prepared. Yeah, yeah now I have extras that 
And it's a bond that you can always share together. Yeah. <laughs> it won't happen again. <laughs> I had no problems with it, but I, I just uh, was like, why didn't, well, why didn't, why didn't, why didn't, why didn't, why didn't you try to catch it? <laughs> like, that's the first, that's my first reaction anyway, is try to catch it. Moving but. on, moving on. They, I, make, they make rod leashes. You can They attach. suck, though. They get, like, tangled in everything. What sucks worse, a rod leash or trying to fish your pole out of the water? Um, I've had the same exact thing happen to me as I was floating down river, and I was lucky that I heard it get yanked out of the holder, turned around, it was hanging from the tree, and I paddled up and grabbed it real quick. So I feel your pain. With that being said, I'm not doing rod leashes. (laughs) Like, if I flip and lose everything, that's on me. Well, most of the rivers I fish, like, if I flip, I just stand stand up and start (laughs) grabbing stuff, you know? And a a lot of people use, like, the, can't you put, like, floats on your rods, too? Yeah, you could. Those look annoying as all holy hell. Yeah. Yeah. Big ass styrofoam thing on the bottom <laughs> for me it's more aesthetics i just think yeah. it looks stupid well, I mean, yeah i'm sure it's real practical but yeah not my yeah. thing yeah and then most of the rods we use are so heavy i don't even would even trust them to actually yeah, float wouldn't, it wouldn't hold it up more for fairy ones what fairy ones spinning rods small ones oh float those <laughs> <laughs> Yep. You've never heard of fairy ones? You, you look at me like I'm a moron. Well, which, which happens all the time. Yeah, that's, that's a daily look. Yeah. No, I've never heard spinning rods called fairy ones before. Oh. I, I feel have. more I cultured now. Either. And you live with him. Yeah. So. You haven't heard of it? He's no. been holding that one. That's, I've been that's, a, yeah. Well, I guess. Appreciate you hanging that one for yeah. the uh, podcast, bud. Yeah. Everyone learns something every day, you know? Now it's a thing. All right, I'm going to start with Ryan. What's the crappiest part of all-nighter on the river? It looks uh, so... I, I feel like I paint a picture of and glorify the adventure of all-nighters on the river, but no adventure is a real adventure without like a certain level of suck. Yeah, and you got to enjoy it. But the worst part could either be bugs or cold to me. Yeah, it gets... It, it's going to be 90,000 degrees out, but tonight it's definitely going to cool off. It's going to feel cold. It's only supposed to get to like 75, but that's going to feel cold when mm-hmm. it was 105 heat index during the day. So definitely the temperature change, but bugs are probably the worst. Either mosquitoes or the the mayflies or whatever the hatch is where you turn a light on and you can't <laughs> oh, see because yeah. it's just a fog. Well, that's the thing. Like people watch my videos and they're like i couldn't deal with the bugs well the bugs generally aren't that bad until you flip a light on but until you need it yeah yeah <laughs> nothing you can do about it no in the brush piles we're fishing they that's where the hatches occur most of them so you're by timber there's more bugs and you turn the light on and they're everywhere but, ashley have you ever fished all night for catfish no, i haven't i would like to are you how late are you fishing today Oh, I don't know. We're supposed to be at the campsite tomorrow at 9, so... Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. You have big plans tomorrow. Big bachelorette party plans. That'll be fun, though. Oh, yeah. Josh, how about you, man? What's the crappiest part of fishing all night on the river? Um, I've never really done it on the river, but I've fished all night at lakes, and I would agree with bugs. Definitely. Skeeters are the worst. To me, the all-nighter, the worst part about an all-nighter is just an all-nighter. If I can get some sleep, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, most of the time you go to sleep at like 10 or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, like I don't... I, I get pretty crabby at <laughs> past yeah. 11. You would need to sleep for sure. 
And yeah. usually, usually the spots that we go to are like an hour, hour and a half from my work. So I'm usually try to get a little sleep and then up by 4.30 and paddle back to my truck and go to work. You're a real machine. I'm soft. <laughs> if I have, when I have to work the next day, I like to go home and shower yeah. and everything. But when you break it down, like you could sleep four hours outside or you could sleep four hours at home. So why don't you just sleep four hours outside and have a chance at a fish? Exactly right. It sounds logical. I'm just soft and don't do it when you I have are. to work the next day. That's all right. I'll pull you through it. Yeah. <laughs> You're a good. You set a good example for me. Do is another thing. Like oh, a waterproof yeah. sleeping bag is a must because oh, yeah. when the dew sets in and it soaks through your sleeping bag, you just might as well get up because mm-hmm. there's no sleeping through that mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, because you guys just sleep on cots outside, no tent, right? Just usually, out. yeah. Unless the bugs are the rain or the it's gonna oh, rain. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Because if not, I'd, I've missed fish trying to get out of a tent, and I'm like, well, why the frick am i even out here yeah <laughs> i just missed that fish so so yeah i'd prop my cot up usually within reaching distance of my rods that way you can just roll over and yeah. grab it yeah no matter how dazed i am from asleep i still at least be there yeah, yeah. i may foul the hook set but at least i was there <laughs> yeah, i was, I was in the game yeah. <laughs> not thinking straight so i said it way too early but I think the last time I slept in a tent was on this river we're going to be on, and I had a similar deal. I had a big blue cat, smoked the rod, the clicker is screaming, I'm trying to tear out of a tent, and if anybody was there watching, they probably would have been entertained, because it was like, like rip- <laughs> yeah, like I, the stakes that got no ripped time out of the ground. It. It's falling inside of the tent, can't get it open. Sleeping bag's bad enough, but then to get out of the tent, yeah. Yeah. Shark fishing, I had a tent caught. Still got it. I just never use it. And that's pretty slick. The nice thing about sharks is usually a good one. If he grabs it, he's going to run for minutes. And sometimes you want to let him run for minutes to, if you're using like a 30, 30 pound chunk of bait, you know, it takes him a minute to uh, take it down the hatch. So getting out of that isn't quite as big of a deal, but probably still looks like an angry caterpillar trying to come out of a cocoon or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. <laughs> my analogy how, how many uh, turning into a butterfly <laughs> never pictured how many as a angry caterpillars have you come across <laughs> you're sitting next to one <laughs> aren't you doing that in the winter though you're doing shark stuff or something maybe or try to we'll see i might go down to apalachicola and haul that boat down and run the river and help my buddy run shark fishing charters well, just uh, there's a lot of uh, balls in the air right now. I'm trying to figure out where they're going to land is going to determine what I do. Be nice if I would graduate. Oh, That'd yeah. be a good step forward to find, figure <laughs> yeah. out what we're going to do. I think she probably agrees with you. <laughs> she's yeah. probably over it. I think she's yeah has some senioritis for the fourth time in her life. <laughs> but that means no ice fishing. Will you miss it, Spencer? I don't know. I feel like if I never ice fish another day in my life, I'll be okay. You'll yeah. still come back and fish once in a while. Won't I, you? I think so. There'll definitely be some ice fishing, but I hope doing the ice fishing on rivers last year, that was fun. Yeah. And judging by our current water levels, odds are <laughs> I'm going to be able to ice fish on the river again. And it's just a cool experience. And, you know, you have that mystique of not knowing what you're going to catch because you're on a river. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. 
Yep, we did some creeks this year after that big cold front, and it was just kind of cooler than fishing a lake. The lakes get so predictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least the Nebraska ones do. It's like you either catch a bluegill, a crappie, a bass, or I try to catch channels most of the time, but sometimes they disappear even with panoptics. Mm-hmm. The Midwestern lake trout. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing that pulls line when you set the hook. They are yeah. awesome. But every once in a while, you'll get a bass or a walleye that will. But Most yeah. of our places that are conducive for catching catfish through the ice most of them have smaller fish you have a pretty sweet fishery out here yeah there's a couple of them two of them that are real good but some days they just i don't know what happens but they disappear yeah yeah they can be predictable early season but then mid-season i think they move shallow or something or they just glue to the bottom i wonder if they just don't move no you can see them with pan optics well so you do know where they're at they, he knows where they're not. Yeah, I can tell where they're not, and I can tell where they are. And but you don't think a fish could be sitting on the bottom, and it just looks like a small bump on the bottom? Not if you get right on top of them. You can still see that it's a fish. Yeah. The only one that I couldn't see on the panoptics was the flathead that she caught through the ice. Yeah. Because I had the panoptics going all day, sitting in the same spot, and we, were, me and Jordan were catching channels, and we actually ended up snagging some silver carp through the ice, which was weird. Yeah, and then um, before Jordan and I left, we dropped down an underwater camera, and there's a flathead sitting right under me the whole time. Really? Yeah, that is. Sweet. But I couldn't see it on panoptics. But at the same time, when you're in three and a half foot of water, the panoptics doesn't work quite as well. It's kind of pushing its limits. I wouldn't know. I'm not high dollar like you are. Hey, you stared at the panoptics for a while. No, I stared at it, but I don't have one. Yeah. So yeah, but you saw it. I mean, you, you saw. You outfitted your boat just so you. Could I, did, I did. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, is the word. Yeah, they're nice in deep water, of course. My my excitement with the panoptics is the idea of chasing around hybrid stripers with it. Yeah, I think that would be sweet and dropping like jigging spoons on them and all that. In my, I'm just imagining in my mind, and it seems glorious. I imagine finding them will uh, still suck. And they just move so fast. It's like a video game. It's just, yeah, they go past so fast. And Yeah, we've me and Ben used to go to a lake in Kansas, and we got on them. When the water was colder, they would stay still enough, but mm-hmm. summertime, you'd get on top of them, they are gone instantly. It was almost like you're better off just trolling or casting and hoping for the best because you get on top of them and they'd leave. But when the water's cold, then they'll sit still a little more. Gotcha. Hug the Give bottom more. Yeah, I would know. Never, never had the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Hopefully someday I'll be on your level. Till then, you got like a what forty thousand dollar boat. The <laughs> nicest thing I got is a pan optics for ice fishing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's all matter perspective. I just wanted. I was not looking to forward to ice fishing season last year, so I just had to get something that, and it helped. There's not very many days that I didn't catch something mm-hmm. where with a vexilar there wasn't really many days i didn't catch something but it definitely definitely helped and made the time pay off more for you sure. got more big fish because of it because you could like oh yeah focus on big fish yeah i mean the best day of ice fishing for catfish we had me and jordan were just fishing for bluegill and crappie and i looked off to the side and there was like 30 catfish all in the same spot and we caught like 10 of them but nice. you wouldn't have known it without the old no yeah just rotated it and i was like well at first like from far away you can't tell i was like jordan look at all those fish i think they're crappie 
We went over there and put the panoptics right on top of them, and they were like <laughs> Those are 36 not inch yeah. marks. <laughs> and they were just like all balled up. And that was a good day. There's a storm coming, and they were aggressive. There's times for ice fishing that they swim up. The 10 of them will swim up and look at it. Yeah. One of them might eat it. Mm-hmm. But this day, we could drop it, and they're hitting it on the fall. That's awesome. sweet. Yeah. Do you think there'll ever be a point where, like, technology is regulated in fishing? Like, it's just gone too far? Maybe for tournaments, but I don't think they'll ever take it away from just an they do it for dude. They do it for hunting. Like, New Mexico just outlawed tri- – I think it – I mean, fact check me if you want, whoever's listening to this. But some southwestern state outlawed trail cams just in some capacity hmm. for big game hunting. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, trail cams anymore, you can get them – I mean – real time like yeah they come right on your phone yeah, yeah you get a little notification on your phone you get a photo of what just walked in front of your trail cam and you could be out there in 10 minutes hunting that whatever showed up mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i don't i don't know i don't but do there's much. still limits you know what i mean you still only get one deer per tag so but they I mean, base the t- number of tags that they issue off of how effective hunters are so if you have like a 20 percent kill rate or whatever then um and it jumps up to 50, they're going to reduce the number of tags that are sold. That's that's a good point, Yeah, I guess. So I don't know. <laughs> could that transfer to fishing? Uh, I mean, there's the option of catch and release and fishing. I'm not that sure if true. you can really shoot yeah. a deer. And, <laughs> but you could like, see you later, buddy. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. You could let a deer walk, though. Paintball. Yeah. You don't have to pull the yeah. trigger. So that's similar. But It's just, honestly, it's like the inverse. You know, with hunting, you see what you have, like your options to shoot, and you can choose to shoot it or not. And fishing, you don't have a lot of control over what decides to eat your bait you just have control over where you put it mm-hmm. but you, then you have the option of catching or releasing yeah but i don't know the idea of restricting electronics there are in my area there was a tournament last year catfishing tournament that was no electronics i don't know how it went i just saw mm-hmm. advertised i didn't go <laughs> i didn't fish it but weird. i just found it interesting mm-hmm. i don't know what do you which, think ryan which we talked about that and you know Without, you know, a cell phone, you could have Navionics on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that can still pinpoint you to the areas that you want. So I don't know if that would be illegal. In well, that. I mean, nothing's illegal right now, but I'm just well, talking I mean, about in that tournament, point. I don't know. Oh, how, like where they draw the how, line? Yeah, how far you would regulate that. Because, you know, especially ice fishing, I use Navionics quite a bit. Oh, to get all on the time. And, yeah, it's... Super helpful. Yeah. It's not accurate on some of the lakes around here, but it's still yeah. mildly helpful. Well, it's still, I mean, accuracy, how accurate, there's there's general. Like, it's generally pretty accurate. It might be off a little bit. Yeah, if you're looking for there. that hump, it takes you within 10 foot of it. Yeah. Which... Oh, there's been a few times that I went to lakes around here, and they said there's a deep hole somewhere, and there's definitely no. <laughs> yeah. I, <checked. laughs> I yeah, Swiss cheesed the, the ice. And... Yeah, there's one lake that it said there was like a 14-foot spot out off the front of a jetty and i drove all the way out there my plan was to fish it drilled like a hundred holes and it never got deeper than six <laughs> it's like silted this in. spot looks good <laughs> no it actually it's kind of shitty <laughs> it's just had, a mud flat I, there, there's a lake that i fished that was like that except it was a drop-off and the drop-off was wasn't there and then the next year it got updated and, and, and yeah, <laughs> I just wonder how much they update it. Well, I mean, in their defense, there's a lot of lakes. Yeah, out there. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible that they even have everything they have. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and most of it's pretty accurate. Just 
my main lately just that one time. I would say 99.9% of the time, that's pretty spot on. Yeah. But that point one does stick out. And then you have people who are like, yeah, that sucks. It was off one time out of the million times I used it. <laughs> I don't know if they'll... Is, have... it, is it satellite imaging? Is that how they get the I data? I don't know. I don't... I, I need to look into or it. Or they just pay a bunch of old guys yeah. to drive the boat around, yep. map it out. Well, you can do that with a lot of sonars, because Navionics doesn't have maps for everywhere, and... Mm-hmm. With uh, a lot of fish finders now, you can do mapping on it and come up with your own lake map. And they might just take that and add it to their thing. Who knows? Maybe. Arsenal. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. Fish finders much. But I don't know as far as the... I feel like there's going to be a point where either they're going to have to regulate electronics or regulate change regulations like catch and keep based on how many fish people catch. And it probably won't happen anytime soon in the Midwest because... Midwestern states don't seem to care about a lot of their fisheries, but uh, like places out west and places in the southeast, um, I could totally see it happening as things like pan op- panoptics become more, more mainstream. Yeah. Right now, I can make fun of you because uh, in your high dollar panoptics, because not everybody has it. It's yeah. not standard on. But I it's mean, common. It'd be like a Vexlar. Yeah. Everybody has a Vexlar or mm-hmm. Garmin or something similar. Yeah, it's but, it's gonna be the new thing. Oh yeah. But what's? I wonder what the next thing is. Like, where can you even go from here? I don't think there's much live they video. Make their three, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every they time that, but they're a pain. Yeah. Every time I think there. it's it's there's nowhere else to go, then there's something new. Yeah. So I mean, there's always going to be some innovation. I just mm-hmm. I have no idea what the next step in fishing electronics is. I'm kind of waiting for other companies to catch up. They are. I mean, Bird's got but, it. Yeah, uh, Lawrence has got it. But Garmin was first, so hopefully theirs is, continues to be the best. Yeah, I mean they've had different you know generations to work out the kinks where the new guys are just trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. So I think some of the new guys, I've watched something, but some of the n- newer ones, they work almost as well, but they're like kind of behind. They're not like, they're like delayed. Yeah. That would drive me insane. Yeah. yeah. Like someone put them side by side and, and it wasn't off by much, but it was definitely off. Mm-hmm. Isn't enough that you miss fish. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Good. So I say panoptics, but panoptics is the old one, isn't it? Now live scope. Yeah, live scope. And I don't even know the difference. I just call it panoptics. But yeah, the live scope is the newer technology. I've fished with both, and the panoptics definitely has a delay, and that drove me nuts. That's why I don't fish. I I used my hummingbird for a while, ice fishing. And by a while, I mean like one trip, because the delay just (laughs) drove me insane. And I had my Vexlar or Markham or what. I had a flasher in my truck, and... I walked back to my truck and grabbed that and threw the hummingbird back in there. Yeah, Jordan got like a Helix 5 or something, and it was just so hard to see stuff on the bottom, and it just seemed kind of behind schedule. His was more on point than mine was. Yeah. Mine was like a Gen 1, and there was a big delay, and his was, because I fished using his, and the delay wasn't nearly as bad. It it was almost bearable, almost, but. (laughs) (laughs) But I still didn't buy one. No, no, no. No, I might use that Garmin through the ice unless I buy your your live scope. Again, like I said. And you and Jordan got to use it because I didn't go with you. I was hanging out with the kids, so you got to see it. Jordan used it the majority of the time. Told you where to fish. <laughs> yeah. I think it's almost, with ice fishing, I think it's almost more helpful for the people you're fishing with. So you can pull so it. It's so big. Yeah. You're like tearing it around. Way. 
Well, yeah. he's a little guy too. So watching him lug that thing around, I'm like, you got it, bud. Keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Something is heavy. And it's not bad. I mean, it's like 15 pounds or something. But if it's bigger than that. No, it's I bet not. it's over 20. Have you yeah, weighed it? Do I we need to scale it. I don't know. Maybe it's heavy enough that my buddy that's got one bought lighter weight batteries, lithium batteries. For oh me. yeah, I feel yeah. like that's a they must. Can't have the right. I mean, yeah. carrying yeah. around a big 12 volt car battery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a little cart for a mine scooter. or something, a little yeah. electric one. I've seen them. Like dudes will yeah. mount them on their sleds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, seems like a good idea. Yeah, when I'm searching, most of the time I just leave it in my sled yeah. and just. Drag, drill some holes and drag it along and just pull the deucer out and drop it in and drag the whole sled to the next one. It works. Yeah. yeah. Josh, you, uh, you've kind of made a name for yourself fishing for what some people would qualify as the less desirable species. <laughs> <laughs> but do you ha- say that? <laughs> do you but ha- he's always smiling because it's funner than crap. Well, <laughs> less desirable. That's the key. It's all matter perspective. But if yes. is there a fish you'd don't enjoy pursuing um flathead if you said (laughs) (laughs) took a year off they can be frustrating though they can be hard to catch but i don't know if i uh, my my biggest thing that i don't like catching is turtles that's not a fish i understand i'm talking about fish but something you catch inside fish yes ryan's empathetic to that i hate turtles hate it I just wish I caught a cool one every once in a while. All I can do is catch the soft shells. Like well, what would be throwing a, cool a snapper turtle? every once in a while oh. or something just to make yeah. it more exciting. But ten, like I've caught ten to fifteen soft shells in two hours before, and I'm just I just go home. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I've never accomplished that. Feat. I guess I found their close. spawning grounds or something because yeah. I catch them pretty regularly. Usually about fifty plus a year. Holy crap! Yep, should eat one. I know that's what people keep saying, but I don't really know how to clean them. I don't, I don't really want to figure it out. Google either. it. Yeah. <laughs> every time Just start I, hacking. Every time <laughs> I uh, get some meat eventually. Yeah. <laughs> every time I catch a northern, I have to YouTube how to clean it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Like the five boneless fillet method or whatever you have to. I try a different one every time, and then yeah. I forget it. It doesn't yeah. matter which one I do. I forget it. The back strap's easy to. The easiest one to yeah. me, isn't it? You yeah. just cut straight down, cut straight back, and there's no bones, really. I think. I don't remember. I, I think that's either. how you did it, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I have to look it up on YouTube, I guess. Well, we don't catch enough of them for me to really know. Most of the time I'm out of state if I keep a northern because the only lake that we have around here that has them, they're catching release, and that lake's even not nearly as good as it was. Right. That was mm-hmm. the one place I would take my kayak multiple times a year, but it's just not as good as it used to be, so I just haven't dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And your kayak isn't, like, the best for dragging down riverbanks and stuff? No, it's pretty heavy. I mean, it's at least 100 pounds or something. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, you didn't talk. What, what's your least favorite fish to fish for? I'm talking target. If I was like, hey, we're going to target this fish, and you're going to go, <sighs> probably, oh, right. probably largemouth bass. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like, really like I don't feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> I like smallmouth a lot, and I like largemouth if I can catch them randomly, like when I'm fishing creeks, I think it's cool. But just going out to a local pond and fishing for bass with a Senko sounds about like I'd rather stay home almost. Mm. No, it's fun. It's <laughs> yeah, you can like it. I used to like it, and I still do like it, but it's just there's no surprise in it. Like you were talking about ice fishing a river. It's cool because you have no idea what you're going to catch. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go to a local city shit pond and throw a senko you might catch a catfish 
one out of every hundred fish or something but yeah. other than that it's kind of the same thing over and over again and i don't know if like in texas or somewhere that had bigger bass it might be more exciting but it's kind of like another round here yeah, yeah. <laughs> here if you catch a five pounder you're doing good and so is it more the bass or more the place where you fish for the bass like farm ponds there's not a lot of mystery there and i get that if I could catch largemouth out of a river or canal, like out west in Nebraska, I just got done catching smallmouth out of a canal that was raging. If there was and spots that was like the title of the video, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you gotta <laughs> somewhere you're not expecting it though. Yeah, titles can be ridiculous sometimes, but I my last video I think had raging current in the title. Yeah, so I have no room to talk. But I mean, in the end, it's just you got to try to make it as clickable as possible. And if people are going to like the video, they're going to like the video. Yeah, if they yeah. aren't. They aren't. But I mean, if it's raging, it's raging. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so mad. <laughs> make it exciting no the, the whole clickbait thing is it you just make reality sound better yeah, yeah. you're just, not lying like, you just gotta sound ex- i mean and i most of the time i am overly excited about things that i shouldn't be so it's just you gotta sound excited in your title you can't be like i'm not like another bass fishing one. dot yeah. dot dot all lowercase like who the hell's gonna <laughs> click on that shit <laughs> i wouldn't right yeah. <laughs> and you gotta leave a little mystery in there too like i never put fish species in the title i try not ever. to except catfish gets yeah. clicks so i'll work that in every once in a while and that's kind of your thing you know big flathead or something yeah there's an art to it to creating titles and thumbnails and and it's kind of just spraying and praying really i mean that's yeah. me some like, you think will do good and will do bad and some you think suck it's all right they do yeah. great mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah to answer your question you probably largemouth okay well, or silver carp. I don't really like catching those, but I can't say that I ever go target silver carp. I and just, we want some silver carp today. We do. So but, we will be targeting silver carp today. In high yeah. school, I would. When well, actually, it was the big heads because they can well, be fun. Well, the first ones that show up apparently are the big ones, and they were just starting to make their way up river to a dam I grew grew up close to, and we'd go over there during the winter. And it's wrestling season, so you don't have a, a lot of stuff you can do because you're trying to eat healthy and stay in shape and blah, 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 blah. So we didn't go out to eat or anything, but we'd go below the spillway and snag buffalo in common. And, and every once in a while, you'd get a big head, and it'd be 30 to 50 pounds, and you yeah. just nah. something big to, to reel in over the winter. Yeah. That was fun. And then they turned into fertilizer, and everything was great. Except yeah. they kept coming, so <laughs> yeah. couldn't catch them all. <laughs> I'm not sure the regulations. I'm not even sure if we're allowed to try to snag them on purpose. We should be. It depends. I think they're worried about. In Iowa, it depends on where stuff. you're at. Like yeah. we have certain sections where you can snag and certain sections that are off limits. But the place where big heads are the most common in Iowa, at least central Iowa, you're absolutely allowed to snag. Yeah. You just can't keep a game fish. I know we have our season for like paddlefish or something that you can snag. And obviously you're going to hit those other fish in between. But mm-hmm. I'm not I think it's even illegal to snag silvers. I mean, I'm sure they might look away. And yeah. Like, yeah. Go ahead and kill them. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, uh, I don't Thanks for I'm helping. sure. Yeah. Some of those regulations can be kind of fuzzy in the Nebraska one. Right. Ashley, you got a least favorite fish to go after? If I... oh, I'm not a fan of the toothy creatures. Really? Like, I don't know. What, what don't you like about them? Is it the way you fish for them or you just don't like the fish? Well, not as familiar with them, I guess. So. Yeah kind of harder to take off 
Um, You're talking about pike or walleyes? Yeah. Because there's a, a big difference between pike and walleyes. Yeah. Not a fan of pike, really. Gotcha. Slimy. Yeah. And they smell bad, but they taste delicious. Oh, yeah. They can be fun, <laughs> but yeah. Ryan, how about you, man? I'm on the bass boat. I've I've got a 19-year-old that is a bass fisherman. Like, I tried to take him catfishing, and he'll go once his summer. But he's he fishes for bass probably five days a week. That's just his thing, but it just annoys the piss out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to evolve into yeah. the big fish, which... If he if he'd get a forty pounder every time we went out, then he'd be a cat fisherman. I think but, everyone would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he just hasn't it, got the patience for it yet. It so. blows me away the popularity of bass fishing. Like Iowa, it's, well, it's not the Midwest. Simple. It's not I mean, super duper popular. But you get down south, yeah. Holy, or I suppose California. You see a lot of stuff come out of California. I've never been there, so I don't know. But going to ICAST that one year, you have bass fishing, and then everything else. Like yeah. The majority of fishing is bass fishing. Well, so it's got to take up like seventy five percent of what anglers do. The market, yeah, yeah. And we're we're in our own little midwestern bubble, and we see what we see. And I'm like, oh, bass fishing isn't that big, but it was eye opening yeah. to head down there and see all that. Oh, Florida too. It's it's in, in Orlando, which is like the epicenter of big bass in, in the United States. There in Texas, I suppose, but um, in California. But, uh, yeah, it was just all bass lures, bass rods, and everything. Well, I think companies, I mean, they can make the most money off it because there's so many different things you can get. Like, what do you really need for catfishing? I know you get fancy and you get your little rattle bobber thing. But you don't need them. You don't need them. You need a hook and a singer. Yeah. That's it. Yep. And then bass, they have all this stuff that catches probably fishermen more than fish. I mean, when I bass fish, I use the same, like, three things. Yeah. Yeah. Lipless crankbait, jig, and... Yeah, I still don't. Really People like get sucked those. in, though. Well, yeah. and think of, like, Mystery Tackle Box. So Whisker Seeker makes their catfish tackle box that you can get, but it's only a three-month. Because then you run out of stuff to <laughs> Yeah, send. you've got it. Yeah. Well, I think Mystery Tackle Box ran out of stuff to send a long time ago, too, because... They just keep cycling. Some, <laughs> some of the stuff in there is... <laughs> yeah, they did better for a while. I was getting it for a while, and for a while they had some okay stuff, but from what I see now, not so much. I don't know. I've never... They put in yeah. a lot of their own baits now. Right. They have their own sister companies or son companies, yeah. whatever the hell you call them. They, they have a pile them. of them. They have, what's it, Carl's Tackle or... Something like that. I don't know. It's a, it's a good business strategy to, oh, yeah. like, integrate yeah. that, and it makes sense, but, yeah, it's a little limiting, I suppose. Yeah. But I wouldn't know. I've never got a mystery tackle box, be- mainly because I'm with you. If somebody's like, hey, you can want to go bass fishing, I'm like, ah, maybe. <laughs> well, I, I kind of think of it just like bait fishing because you can catch a ton of them during the day. Yeah. But they're three times the size of a crappie. You know what I mean? So they are the biggest fish that you could go out and just hammer. Where, yeah. Yeah, where when we're looking for a big flathead, if we get one, maybe two a night, we're pumped yes mm-hmm. but yep. if you go out bass fishing you can catch 25 30 just and it was a good day i will say this the last time i went bass fishing like specifically bass fishing it's been years but we went punching and that was fun you take like a big heavy weight and punch it through the vegetation and work your lure below it and i caught a six pounder doing that 
Hearing you say work my lure was kind of made me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's just something I, you don't I say. catch a bluegill and I throw it out on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. uh, bass will come eat it. I, I want to uh, see you make a bass fishing video. Like you go for smallmouth once in a while. I like smallmouth. Yeah. Yeah, but my smallmouth fishing is basically just accidental catches while while well, walleye yeah. fishing. Every once in a while you run into a pod of them or a school of them and yeah. catch a few. They can be fun though. I oh, like I, I the brown bass are. Yeah, they're they're not my favorite, but they're right up there. Are they top five? I don't know. I've never that broke it down. <laughs> Just depends on if you. This put, is a life changing moment yeah. right now. <laughs> if we put catfish all in the same group and don't break it down by species, then they might be top five. Do you like smallmouth better than channel cats? <sighs> I do. Channel cats, kind of your realm. That's that's where you cut your teeth. So it is. It's got a special place it does i grew up fishing uh a poopy creek just as poopy as any of the creeks around here we got some pretty poopy i know (laughs) (laughs) well when i showed up here the first time i'm like i'm at home yeah you know and and but we didn't have a fishable flathead population there were some in there i've never caught one it's actually kind of bothers me that i've never caught a flathead (laughs) out of the creek i grew up on but it gets a huge push of channel cats from the reservoir it dumps into and yeah i grew up fishing those but uh, to rank them, I don't know. I'd have to put some thought in thought into it. Right now, my gut instinct, gut reaction is no. Channel cats are rank higher than smallmouth. I like float fishing channel cats in small streams. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, a they blast. can be fun, and we got some pretty big ones around here. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. got a few places we can catch twenties. Oh yeah, yeah. Twenty pound channel cats are fun, but I'd rather catch a five pound smallmouth than a ten pound channel any day of the week. Yeah. Like is it because of availability? You have more catfish that's probably available. Most of it. Yeah, we only have one pond around here that has smallmouth, and they're really hard to catch unless you're ice fishing. And then you can drive a few hours out west and catch smallmouth. But channels are everywhere. I mean, yeah, isn't it funny how like people prioritize things based on availability? Like in Iowa, white bass. We have white bass. But we don't have stripers, so people love white bass, but they rank the hybrids above them because they're harder to catch. And then you go down to the southeast, and everybody's like stripers, stripers, stripers. Nobody cares about the white bass because they have white bass everywhere, and you can catch white bass all the time. I think any kind of fishing can get repetitive and just having catching something that you don't catch as often. Like if you caught a 40-pound flathead every time you went out for a couple of years straight, you'd probably love it. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah. But then, but then, if you caught a blue randomly in the midst of that, you'd be like, "Oh crap, I caught a blue." Yeah, it'd just be, I don't know. But I'm not going to say I'd rather catch the blue than the flathead. You might after two years of catching one every <laughs> day. I don't, I don't never, think so. The same weight every time. The the difference is is I appreciate the uh, the the nature of flatheads. I think how they go about their life underwater is fascinating, and I think you appreciate the thrill of the hunt but if you were getting one every time there wouldn't be that much right but i'd still appreciate the fish itself (laughs) you know like just the way that they live they're like little vampires or big vampires hiding (laughs) under a log and during the day and then they come out and kill everything at night i think that's super cool that they're predators in that way and that's my that's my thing with carp like carp get big they fight hard flatheads get big they fight hard but 
carp don't have nearly as interesting or intriguing of a life in the water as flatheads do. And they probably have the least interesting. <laughs> yeah. They're just, they're just surviving. <laughs> they're, just they're just doing their thing. But, but yeah. they're, they're, flatheads will die long before carp ever do. Yeah. Because they're just so opportunistic, you know? Like, they'll, yeah. they can survive on eating poop off the bottom pretty much. Mm. That's the main part of their time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't want that? I got, I got that. Have you ever, <laughs> you ever killed a carp and opened up its stomach? Not a common. Yeah, it's silver. pretty gross. I'm sure. Channel cats get gross, too. The last channel mm-hmm. cats I kept, I opened them up, and it was just green, poopy goo. stuff. Goo. <laughs> you know, like no, no, nothing alive, like no live bait, no... Eating grass. Yeah, pretty much just eating Scavenging algae vegetarian. off rocks and stuff. Yeah. But because of that reason, they're going to... They can survive in a lot more places than those predatory fish. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just think the predators are cool. That's what I like about hybrids. Yeah, have you ever seen like a big school of hybrids just blowing stuff up? Not very often, but there's a couple times I've seen it. But there were smaller fish in the school, so it wasn't as exciting. Oh it's got man, like two pounders and they're to, hybrids. To see a school of five to ten pound hybrids come through and just wreck stuff, just is ball up awesome. shad and push yeah. them into it. I mean, you'll see shad jumping two feet out of the water and they're like trying to get away, but as soon as they hit the water, pow. Like they get smoked yeah, by a big hybrid. <laughs> Talking yeah. like half, like half a foot long shad, like six inch shad, just going airborne. Or we'll, they'll be on top, and a hybrid will hit them so hard that they fly out of the water, and then they hit them. I don't. Their eyesight must be amazing because as soon as that thing touches the water, just they get smoked by another one or maybe the same one. But it's sweet. Yeah, I think hybrids are my new favorite as of a week ago. <laughs> they pass flatheads. I go, you know, you look ashamed. You shouldn't look ashamed. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm very proud to say it. I, it, when I get into a good hybrid bite, especially top water like that, I kind of go back and forth. Flatheads are fun, but it's just such a stark contrast to flathead fishing because you get on a school of hybrids and it can be every cast. Yeah. yeah. But then it's over and you got to chase gone. them down again. No. That's what I was hoping with my boat to be able to run. Uh, a, there's a certain stretch of river that just has a really good hybrid population. And I was hoping my, well, when I got my boat, that stretch of river dropped a foot the day I got it. So it went from low wah, to, wah, yeah. Wah. And that, that boat should be able to get around, but I'm, it's still new. So yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're someone who spends a lot of time outside and since you listen to this podcast, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you probably are. Sunglasses are super important and water lane sunglasses are my personal favorite. They're super comfortable. I mean, I have a pair on right now, can barely even tell they're there, other than the fact that, you know, everything's a little bit darker. But seriously, they don't pinch your head behind your ears like a lot of sunglasses do, so you don't have to take them off every couple hours, you know, and massage that spot behind your ears. Wearing them all day is no big deal. They have they have awesome lenses, too. I mean, they cut glare like no other. They're practically like putting on fish x-ray vision. And you'll look great in them. My favorite frames are the Ashers. I like how the sides are a little bit wider. You know, keeps that little bit more of that glare out of your eyes and helps you see in the water a little bit better. And you don't have to squint your eyes all day. And you, you don't have that fatigue, which is, is really nice. And if you want to help support this podcast, you can use promo code RC10 at checkout. And that'll save you 10% off on your sweet, sweet new shades. And you'll help support the River Certified Podcast. I really appreciate it. We do need to go out your way because 
have you you got one you got a small hybrid at mike's house right yeah she's never caught a big one we need to get her on a big one mm. i would love that august is the time it's oh. coming up yep I told you when I'll be down there. You're more welcome to come out. So I'll have mornings open a, a lot of days. And if you want to get there early in the morning, that's the time. Like the, You can get them in the evenings and afternoons too. Don't get me wrong. But if you want to talk about getting on them good. Yeah, getting yeah. them on a good where their activity level is way high. And then you can get them on top water. You can, you can get them like lots of ways. The only time they get picky is like size. You know, you throw something shiny. And they'll eat it, but if it's way smaller than what they're eating, or way bigger, then then you, that's when you get snubbed. But if if you see the bait fish and kind of match up the sizes, then then that's when you then pound on them. Yeah. And when they're exploding and you throw your lure right in the center of it, it's literally seconds, and your reel's just screaming. Except when it's, it's not. Have you ever ran into that? Like they're busting everywhere, and then you throw in the mix and nothing, and you do it like a dozen times, and you're what what the hell is going on well i kind of did the other day when i was using live bait and then i tried to switch over to plastic but oh when you're in kansas no when i was trying to catch bait oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. little lake but yeah i just missed the boat that was my fault yeah i knew where they were gonna be and i just was too far out of the realm but the thing is they could have been where you were at too like i've seen them over there all the time yeah but the the epicenter of activity is definitely in that cove in that right before the cove yeah Yeah. and i was in my kayak and i was just out of casting reach and paddling 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 tried to get there i'm coming but yeah yeah. and it was my own fault i got there a little early so i just did a drift thinking i could pick some up before they loaded up and I got the end of my drift, and there they are. <laughs> like, no! <laughs> it really is about being in the right place at the right time for them. Yeah, but yeah. they're so mobile and so unpredictable, it's tough sometimes. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think they're one of the harder ones to stay on top of for an extended period of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to have great 10 minutes, and then yep. you're going to spend 45 minutes to an hour to try to find them again. Yep. Yeah, that's been – and when you run into one of those extended bites, when you get that those schools of fish busting for, you know, an hour, hour and a half, which does happen, but I can count it on, like, one hand how many times I've ran across it. And then I'm, like, chasing the dragon every time I go back out and just <laughs> yeah. praying it happens again. But it, it, it's super rare. Yeah. At least where, where I'm at. Now, some of those reservoirs in Kansas. Yeah. Holy cow. It's like Yeah, I found, found a new bait spot. I've, I've, on the south end of I've it. I've been there. Yeah. It's, it's my It was spot. unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I don't know if it's because the wind was out of the north pushing everything down there, but we're talking thousands of fish busting. It was it was crazy. Did you never get any big ones down there? I haven't figured out. I mean, there's got to be some big fish in yeah. there. They just must do different stuff. Most of them, you know, four to seven pounds. Part of it could be to do with how many there are. Yeah, if there's yeah. a large population of them that yeah. have a harder time growing big. Well, that's what we run into in Iowa that that body water Ryan was talking about well, that he was on and just missed them. There for a while, there was just oodles of them in there, but they were all carbon copies, like yeah. four to six pounders, which still fun, fun yeah. size, yeah, was, like super awesome. super yeah. fun. But uh, I don't know. I like I like ten pounders. <laughs> Once they <laughs> which get are your river fish, fun. yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you're talking about just a fun-sized fish, yeah, four to sixes are pretty awesome. Yeah. 
and you don't have to worry about them completely wrecking you either it's just fun they just pull off drag pull off drag and then you can get them in but those big ones you gotta be ready to fish yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one mistake and you're just well there goes the lure yeah especially if you're using like 10 pound test or something mm-hmm. yeah or when you hook one walleye fishing where you have six and you're just praying that was my one of my biggest ever was walleye fishing and uh pulled off 125 yards of line on the first run <laughs> and the only reason i know is because i put 125 yards of braid on and it took me to the backing on the first run oh geez yeah that was exciting is there anything you haven't caught that you want to you want to catch like a bucket list fish local or not local we caught some burbot last year that was pretty cool yeah, yeah. burbots are cool yep. i didn't catch one <laughs> I got a bunch of them on an yeah, underwater true, camera, sorry. which was cool. I saw them yeah. spawn and found a big ball of them, which was awesome. That was really cool. But, yeah. And I saw people catch them, so that was good enough for me. But uh, probably alligator gar. That'd be your number one? For freshwater, for sure. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of saltwater ones that are up there. but mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about gator gar, but they don't intrigue me that much. I'd like to catch a couple. I, I'd like to catch one, but... I could see me catching one and then saying, all right, I'm ready to go catfish." Check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cool. you can catch catfish while you're doing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Similar tactics. Yeah. It'd be cool to take a picture with one, just a giant one. They just are kind of scary, too. They're scary. Yeah. They'll beat you up. The long nose guards are intimidating enough. Yeah. You know, you, they get four feet long. Yeah. And, and yeah. once they get that big, they're, they're like thick-bodied. Yeah. And they go nuts. Those are the ones Iowans call alligator gar. Yes. <laughs> well, they call short nose alligator. Short nose, yeah. We don't even have long nose in central Iowa, which is kind of sad. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've caught my first one this year, and they were definitely cooler than the they fight cookie harder. cutter 20-inch short yeah. noses. Yeah. The short nose, you could hook them sometimes and just reel them straight in. Like, they don't do anything. Yeah. They just go, and then they freak out on the bank. But, oh, yeah, and then they yeah. get you. Yeah. But the long nose, they, they'll jump. You know, they'll make runs. And I'd like to catch a long nose out of the Missouri River because I know people, I mean, catch four or five footers out mm-hmm. of there, 20 pounders mm-hmm. or something. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. See, I'd almost get more excited about something weird like that than a 20 pound blue or something. I don't know. Just something strange. It's I like, not strange. I like weird stuff. Yeah. Well, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> we all are in our own ways. The ones that say they're not weird is the ones you got to watch out for. Yeah, absolutely right. The ones that say they're completely normal, they got some shit yeah. downstairs. I don't want someone seeing. <laughs> there is some truth to that. Yeah. yeah. I was about to call you out and be like, "Is this a kumbaya session?" No. But no. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Ashley, you got any bucket list fish? I think it'd be cool to go like paddle fishing. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. That's, That's one pretty. that I've done, and it gets old. Really? Yeah. But I was catching cookie cutter, 30-pounders every... It was just a crazy day. We caught, like... I, I reeled in 30 of them. 30, 30-pounders. 30 oh, wow. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, there's another one. There's another <laughs> one. They got to be one of the most unique fish, though. <sighs> oh, yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. I mean, it looks like they have coyote tracks on their face. Like, yep. they're a silver, and then there's, like, this blue iridescent mark that looks like dog tracks yeah it's pretty cool, cool color and then their face obviously is the big one <laughs> <laughs> their, their giant snout rostrum yeah <laughs> yeah they they're cool i've never even seen one in person so that's one i'd want to see yeah. i we were catfishing the missouri river though and i had a catfish pull out and one swam into my line and snagged itself yeah so you did catch one? I didn't catch it. it jumped, I hooked it, and it jumped out of the water. And you saw the big nose come yep. up out of the water? <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
That would be exciting. Who's freaking yeah. out? And, uh, <laughs> well, I thought it was a blue because we were just sitting there. I think we had cut shad or cut drum or something, and we weren't getting anything. We were getting little bites here and there, probably turtles with my luck. And then this thing comes up and just starts dumping line. So I reel into it, but it's clear off to the left somehow, and then jumps and comes off. I don't even know if I had it hooked or if it just wrapped up in my line or mm-hmm. whatnot, but I wish I would have... I mean, I'm sure it was just wrapped up in the line, but I mean, you pretty much have to, I mean, you snag them anyway, so it would have been yeah. the same mm-hmm. effect, but yeah. yeah, I wish I would have got that one in just to see it just or just see it a little on. better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just saw it the one time and I was, and then it came off and I was pretty sad about it. It's like right as the sun went down too. So but yeah, it's getting dark. Yeah. Not a happy ending to the trip. No. <laughs> Not really. We did okay though. I kind of just make the most with what I can catch and. That goes back to what Spencer was talking about of the less desirables. I mean, yeah. if I go out and can catch a couple and they pull a line, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather catch flatheads every time, but. Me yeah. too. I don't know. Some some days I'm willing to wait. Some days I'm not. Some days I have to get back to do stuff with the kid. and She's here most nights, so I try not to do overnights that much. There was and a stretch time, where you. Happens. Yeah, there was a stretch where you went like every night. And then just didn't have luck, didn't have luck. Well, when we had that one spot where all the fish died, I would go sit there till 11. And we'd fish from 8 to 11 and catch three or four of them. That's that was crazy. Fun. That's <laughs> crazy. You got spoiled. Yeah. I got spoiled crazy. last yeah. year. Back to reality. And all the good spots this year just weren't as good, including that one. So I just kind of took the year off. That was like where mm-hmm. I caught my first blue. Yep. Yep, blues and caught a big drum. It was a really good spot. Well, there's plenty of flathead season left. Yeah. I mean, just kind of. Well, I'll, I'll probably try again. Where's your spawn at? Like, compared, like ours is just ending up on spawn. It's just coming to the tail end of it. Yeah, there, and ours is now, and I feel like this year's behind on everything. I feel like they were behind this mm-hmm. year compared to other years. Because you weren't catching anything. No, I think just everything. <laughs> Our spawn lasted three months. Yeah. <laughs> there's just times of the year at the main lake that we have that has flatheads. There's. Most of the time, it was kind of like Father's Day until about now. They were hard to catch, but um, people were catching them pretty good at that time when most most years it's sooner. Mm-hmm. So, just from seeing pictures online. Like I said, I haven't really gone after them too much. Yeah. I had some good days, though. I caught five in one day, but they were just all cookie cutter, same yeah. size, four mm-hmm. to six pounders. But most of them were on swim baits. That's fun. It is. Yeah. Those are the ones you should eat. Probably. I even said I might keep one and eat it. Never yeah. did. Yeah, they're delicious. I need to keep some bullheads and eat them too. I keep saying I'm going to do a bullhead catch and cook. When I catch bullheads, and don't even think about it till after the fact. I'm like, well, maybe I should have kept a couple. <laughs> Not this time of year. Yeah, and spring. Yeah. And Spring's I was catching it out of like a sewery spot. Yeah, it's just it doesn't seem very desirable. Mm. I don't know. I mean, they're kind of like little flatheads. They just eat. I've eaten them. They're stuff. delicious. Yeah. They really yeah. are. I've boiled them and then dip them in butter like lobster, and they taste amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But like you're saying, I think even for me, I'd personally rather keep a catfish cold water before all the weeds come oh, up. Yeah. Yes. There's a difference in taste to me. I'm sure there's ways around it. Like you can put them in a kiddie pool in the backyard or bleed it's them It's a little out too elaborate yeah. for me. Yeah. 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 If I have to do that, I'm just not going to keep them. But you don't think channel cats taste fishier in the summer? Oh, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I but you still do. like it. Uh, it becomes more important to cut that red meat off of them. Yeah. Especially if you're going to freeze them too. 
if you freeze them with that red meat on there, that seems to preserve the fishy flavor. In yeah, the <laughs> that's for sure. Doesn't age well. No, but back to the paddlefish. You uh, you have them on the Missouri in Gavin's Point. Uh, there's definitely a, a season where you could go get you after them over there. Tag though, I think. Yeah, like but you have to put your name in for a tag. And is it a draw? It. Yeah, it's a draw uh, or something. Oh. Yeah. So we can't yeah. just you can't just be like, oh, let's go catch some paddlefish. You have yeah. to actually like premeditate it and apply and get the tag and yeah. then so, there's a certain amount of time you can do it so we just haven't really done yeah. it go go to lake lake of the ozarks that's the like you'd have to work for them on the missouri you'd take surf rod and cast and cast and cast and cast where on um, lake of the ozarks you just troll for them yeah don't make a video of it though because i made one video and I got a lot of hate on that. Like, well, I, 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 got, I don't care. It was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had fun. I literally, what do they? Yeah. Hate? I mean, people are gonna hate on everything. Well, that yeah. they especially hated on that, like snagging fish. And, yeah. and I, I had some very mean, angry. Well, some it of hurt his feelings a little bit. That hurt my feelings a lot. Well, some people are probably just. Most Cried. of those people are just uneducated on the fact that they don't eat anything, and yes. the only way to get them is oh, to snag every, them. every one of them. Yeah, yeah. they're probably just. Karens or whatever people call them these days, Chads. Chads. <laughs> I don't know. Kyle. They got stupid ass names for people like that all the time, but they probably just have no idea what the fish even is, and they're probably on the PETA board or something. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, that's every, every single message, and I'm joking yeah. about the hurt in my feelings, but uh, no, it, it definitely hurt your feelings. No, it was yeah. more of a it hurt my channel, and that bothered me more than the comments did. Why did it hurt? I don't. After I posted that video, they didn't do very well for a while. Yeah, maybe yeah. they. I mean, I maybe your video just sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe after that, that was a the little bit. best yeah. video you ever made, and they're like, oh, "Downhill from here, let's take a break." <laughs> yep. <laughs> that would be fun, though. No, Lake of the Ozarks has giants, and then Oklahoma—that'd be more of a haul. Lake of the Ozarks would be enough of a haul, but uh, yeah. It seems like Oklahoma had where you see the the hundred pounders pop up. That, well, the state the world record got broke twice this year. Yeah, hundred and forty something, or did they actually oh, get wow. hundred and fifty something? They might have got a hundred and sixty something, like really? one sixty four or something like that. Wow, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine seeing a fish like that in freshwater. Oh gosh, no. Yeah, the ones that we caught were like sixty, and they were, they were fifty pounds, were twin fifties, right yeah. on the nose. Crazy. That's one of the intriguing things about alligator gar to me, just because, I mean, big, biggest freshwater besides like a white sturgeon would be cool. I wouldn't mind catching one of those. That's such a trip, though. I guess Texas isn't just down the road either. No, I mean, they're both. Are they about the same? Probably getting similar. I mean, it depends how far into Texas. I mean, Texas is so big. If you can find them in North Texas, that's not as bad as going to washington yeah, or right. oregon or whatever between a 12-hour trip and a 24-hour trip yeah <laughs> all in texas <laughs> yeah oh yeah that is accurate it's 12 hours to dallas and 24 hours to south padre yeah yeah yeah, yeah my dad my mom and dad used to live down right on the mexican border you get to texas you're halfway you're like god damn <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep going yeah we made it but we didn't <laughs> but we did not <laughs> Ryan, you got any bucket list fish? Uh, I'd like to ice fish some burbot. That'd be fun. I don't. I'm, I have zero draw for burbot. I've never done it. Do they fight good? They're cool, and yeah, they fight mm. hard. They're they pretty fight, strange, but a ten pound burbot will fight harder than a ten pound channel through the ice. Really? They're just like little snake, little yeah, yeah. They're cool fish. Yeah, and I'd, their patterns are super awesome. And I've never been anywhere that has them, you know, in a 
population where they you can target them so that's just something that's a trip i've never taken that yeah and that's what kind of what i'm into if i haven't done it yet i might as well do it yeah i mean no sense somebody else having the fun i want to <laughs> i am ryan i want to be included that's right <laughs> i want to make my own trail screw you guys yeah no they're cool we tried for two days and i didn't even catch one but it was even just cool seeing them i caught like yeah. three yeah you did good you're in fuego I haven't yeah. been in Fuego for a while. Ryan's been in Fuego the whole year. Well, early I was. It's been a while, but I haven't been out near as much. There was a there was weeks in a row where me and you would fish three, four nights a week, and I'd watch you catch all the big ones. And that was great. It was a great time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, was, it was a great time. Ten out of ten. You want to hold my pole, Spencer? No, <laughs> you can't say that because you reeled the biggest one in on my fishing rod. That is true. Yeah, but. Spencer went to get us pizza because we were fishing in urban areas. So he went to get Domino's, and his his rod got <laughs> nailed by a forty pluser, and he got back just as I was landing it. Isn't it funny how that happens? <laughs> though I bet he was sitting there for hours before yeah, I was, for yeah. five minutes. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, I was there for four hours before that. Yeah, yeah. and it, that spot closes at ten, so we would have you caught that fish at like quarter to ten. Yes, yeah. We didn't have time to finish our pizza. We had to go because yeah. we were going to get locked you in. You couldn't have just waited till 10 to get your pizza, Spencer? <laughs> no. You had to get it at 9.45? Well, all right. When I'm hungry, I'm hungry I, now. Oh I'm, I'm glad the strategy yeah, worked out. Yeah, it worked out for Ryan. <laughs> Spencer got his pizza. Didn't get a fish. I think you got two pizzas. Yeah, I, I got to make sure I bring snacks if she comes because... Different a, person when she's hungry. I have a hard time imagining you being angry. I don't know you well, so I know it's possible. There's but. a side. Yeah. <laughs> and it's mainly just other than, I mean, she's pretty chill, but if she's hungry, I. So, I what, step are you, back what are your go to boat snacks or fishing snacks? We bring like the Lunchables all the time and nice. like jerky. Oh. Do you get the pizza ones? No. Oh. Kate eats got, those every day. Yeah, They're we just have to see them enough. <laughs> And they, to me, they have to be microwaved, and I'd rather have them heat. Well, 105 heat index. You yeah, just, just put set it, it out in front of the boat. <laughs> cook eventually. I mean, that'd be okay. Yeah. I suppose if I had a bucket list fish, um, really for me it's tarpon, because I've hooked three, and I've never landed one. Yeah. And uh, one I hooked, uh, the biggest one I hooked was it on tackle that I never had a chance. And then the other two that I've hooked on tackle where I had a shot, uh, they just jumped in through the hook. So you didn't get sharked. Yeah. I know no. people get sharked with tarpon once in a while. Too. Which well, would almost be cooler. It, I mean, it'd be cool to <laughs> yeah. watch, but yeah. if you reeled in half a tarpon, you'd be like, well, I'm halfway there. At least I got sure. the head. The only time I've ever seen anything get sharked was when, uh, a dude I was fishing with was reeling in a shark. He had reeled in a six-foot black tip, and he hooked it on a giant reel, and he was skating it in. And then all of a sudden, bam, 300 yards of line empty off of it. And we were like, what the hell just happened? And he reels it in, and uh, a six-foot black tip with the midsection completely removed out of it. So Hmm. that was kind of intimidating. (laughs) Yeah, you're like... (laughs) He's All right, I'm not six going foot swimming. Yeah. No. <laughs> By God, I'm six foot. Wait a minute. <laughs> that could have been me. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, kayaking that the next bait out was interesting, knowing what's out there. And 
I mean, you're fishing for those fish when you're shark fishing. So yeah, it's not like, but just to know it's there. Yeah. I need to do more saltwater stuff. We did saltwater in California and that was pretty boring. The Uh, Gulf of Mexico and the East coast are kind of very intriguing. Uh, They're warm water. You know, the West coast is cold water. The East coast is warm water and you get more cool tropical species down there. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. We had fun, but... Well, you couldn't couldn't tell, like, what was poisonous, too. Like, there was one that was poisonous. Yeah, there were some weird ones. Luckily, we were with a local that told us not to touch it, but I forget what it was, Sculpin or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know nothing about the West Coast species. There's some some fish like that on the East Coast and the Gulf, too, but uh, there's one that's real bad. I don't remember the name of it. Lionfish? Well, there's that, but one that you're going to catch. Like, lionfish, you... You go offshore. My understanding, I could be wrong, but my understanding is you go offshore and you get them, but surf fishing and inshore fishing, you're probably not going to run into them. But there's one that lives in rocky areas, like if you're fishing off a jetty that... It might be a sculpin. I think they have them out there, too. Maybe. Or some sort of sculpin. There's one that'll electrocute you. It's called Stargazer, and I think it has poisonous fins, too, but I could be wrong there. But uh, it lives right in the wash. Like right where the waves lap the shore, there's like a little drop off and they live right along those drop offs and people step on them and get like, you know, zapped by them. (laughs) Like me going to work. Yeah. (laughs) Ryan's electrician who doesn't turn the, flip the breaker before he works on time's money. (laughs) Do it live. (laughs) All right. So this is the last cast because we have to go fishing. Yeah, it's it's time to hit the water. Yeah, you, <laughs> this is your chance to Glad wrap wrap things up. This has been fun, Spencer. But <laughs> well, you only get to you only fish for like four hours at a time. So. Not today. That's right. All nighters. So anyway, this chance for you to say anything you want to say. Thanks for having us. And that's appropriate. <laughs> you can make things more awkward. Actually, we if you had want. you. You're I was going to say, <laughs> we're in his house. He cooked a steak last night, made his breakfast, gave us a place to stay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank You're you welcome. for letting me be a part of your podcast. Just, You're it's very not prestigious. welcome. It's, it's <laughs> really I mean, this, this may hurt your channel. I'm just happy. <laughs> I'm just happy that this one might actually come out because we already did an hour and a half long podcast that. We did. It was a good conversation. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just technical difficulties. Yeah. So. yeah I mean, and mental kinks. difficulties, yeah. which yeah. is most of my life. We're used to those by now, though. <laughs> yeah. The technical ones are the surprising ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. Hopefully no. the river goes well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I fish all night, I, it's a good day. You know, I just, <laughs> or a good night. Well, that's it. <laughs> Depends but, on you like that. But it makes you the day before you look forward to it, and the day after you kind of relish in it. So it's yeah, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. I've never done an overnight on the river, and I never really even have fished overnight. So it should be interesting for me. You've never fished an entire night. Uh, me and Frankie used to. I guess we'd stay overnight at the lake down the road, but mm-hmm. it's been a while. Yeah. Feels like a new experience at this point. Cool. I need to do it. We need to do it. Yep. Well, maybe we'll find some spots that you can get at that you didn't know before, because we're going to definitely do a little bit of exploring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing stretches of river I've never been on. Yep. All right. So thanks for uh, welcoming us to your home and feeding us like kings. I appreciate yeah. that. Giving us steaks were amazing. Bed to sleep in and 
Yeah, I'll yeah. need your address for the bill, but yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just throw it in my truck. I'll yeah. just sit it on top of all my yeah. other unpaid bills. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get to it when I get to it. But everybody took the time to listen to this. I really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, definitely follow. If uh, oh, I'm, I'm assuming, I guess, if you made it this far, you probably already follow along. But if you don't, definitely subscribe, follow, whatever. You can check out my YouTube videos. You can te- check out Ashley and Josh's YouTube videos. Josh is uh, Pig Patrol. Ashley's Angler Ash. And Ryan is featured I, I'm on. just as seen on. As that's, seen that's, on. That's, <laughs> I've been on several different ones, so I'm just as seen on. And I don't make a nickel off of this podcast, so I guess if you want to support it, you can go get yourself some Waterland sunglasses and definitely use my promo code, not Josh's. Mine's RC15 <laughs> right now, 15% off, and that helps support the podcast. But And Josh's is? I won't say it. We'll, we can just use Spencer's. It's probably like Pig <laughs> Patrol 15 or something like that. Nope, it's Stash. Oh, With duh. Duh. <laughs> All right, there you go. So you got options. If you don't like me, I understand. And then you can go support Josh's stuff. But We're well aware why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But thanks, everybody, for taking the time to listen. And hope you catch Giant. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. Thanks, bye. Bye. <laughs>